Hi, I'm Hannah. And I'm Barbie, Hannah's mom. And we, we saved, saved you a spot. spot. Should I tell everyone what I just did to you? What did you do? I you do so much. <laughs> I what? You do so much to me. No. Okay. So guys, mom, I love her to pieces and she has been so incredible. So I want to brag on her first, but she has taken forever to get us to start this podcast. I got stuff, but first of all, welcome back. We're really excited yes. you're with us. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining us. Um, we love that you're here, but yes, I because I get to spend time with my daughter, I fart around. Is that why? I do. I'm Are you trying to trick me into spending? I dropped my wedding you're ring. You're my baby. <laughs> You dropped your wedding ring? Oh, get it back. Get it back. I lost mine. What? My original wedding ring. Oh, your original. I thought you meant Mm. like the new one. I was like, mom. No, no, no. Because I have grandma's wedding ring now. Yeah. And Um, uh, do you ever hear the story about that? No, hold on. Okay, I feel like we're so dysfunctional. Okay, no. You tell me about the wedding ring. (laughs) No, you were going to say something. I don't even know what I was going to say. You were going to tell about how come I'm, you appreciate me and I've been farting around. (gasps) Oh my goodness. And you had to hurry me up. No, it's because she likes to be overly prepared, which is honestly such a good quality. I just, it is 445. Mm. We've been here since like nine. Not me. Okay. I know you haven't (laughs) been here since nine and I am tired and I'm hangry, even though I just ate. You are hangry. I know. That baby, it's eating you from the inside. It's taking all your food. Do you think so? No. No, No. I don't think so. The baby, I'm 14 weeks tomorrow. How big is your baby? Uh, it'll be the size of a large orange. <gasps> a large orange? Yeah. Your baby's that big? Yeah. Ooh, that's exciting. How big's your, um, your... I don't know. I tried to look for updates. Are you talking about my uterus? Yeah. I don't know if people want to hear about this. Okay, sorry. Um, this but, is very exciting. No, after, and this is going to be my fourth grandchild. After 12 weeks, I couldn't find out how big my, my uterus was. Oh, they quit counting. Maybe it matches the big orange. I don't think so. I think it has some room to, <laughs> to move. I don't know. So what it's going to be tomorrow, the size of a big orange. Okay. That's pretty It says a big navel, which I don't hear. I, I don't like that word. I don't either. That's why I said orange. <laughs> Did you know before you were born, I asked your uh, doctor, Dr. Um, Zapata, Zapata, if he could make sure when he tied your little cord that you had an innie and not an outie. I know. You did tell me that. Just so because I, I have an innie, and so I wanted you to have an innie. I can't tell if Casey has an innie or an outie. I think it's an innie. But let well, me does t- it look like a little cute little, I don't know. Well, no, just listen. But I think it's because he's so thin that I'm not sure. Oh, my goodness. Does that make any sense? When he comes over, should I just say, Casey, lift up your shirt? No, that's <laughs> very weird. No, um, oh, wait, because I'm the mother-in-law. No, that but it's just, weird. it's so close to the top of his um, stomach. Uh-huh. But it's because he's like right there is just abs. There it is. Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. It's not me. No, um, I think that's great. I think not, it's, there's nothing wrong with Audis though, mom. No, I like Audis too, but I have an innie and you're like my daughter and we got to be all the same and stuff. I know. It's true. Oh, the pen did explode on you. Where? Oh no. Or was that, is that from paint? That's from paint. Are you sure? It looks like a pretty dark blue on your middle finger on your right hand. Mm, oh nope. no, it's the pen. It's the pen. Whoopsie. I'm so sorry. Um, I'm painting the studio this week. The n- All right. So we I, was, are so I was talking to my son yeah. this morning, Mario, okay. and my Mario's brother. like, what's going on with the studio? I always hear about a new studio and a move and a new studio and a move and Jay's studio. And so here's the scoop. Hannah, how long have you been with the Mark K show? Four years and some change. All right. Could you please explain all the studios and the moves? Because okay. apparently, according to Mario, it's confusing. Okay. 
So since we've been in this building, the Mark K show used to be in the WOKV um, studio. Upstairs. Upstairs. Mm -hmm. And then when Rush Limbaugh passed away, we were given our very own studio downstairs, completely dedicated. But really that studio used to be a conference room. So we completely converted it to a studio. And then Jay's room was completely separate from our room, but it, it was a wind. There was a window separating, separating it in between. Okay. Um, and so he had his control room and Mark and I shared the big studio. Where you do the producing of the show. Correct. Okay. Okay. So then from there, <laughs> we were told like, cause this was after what, like two years, I think of being down there ish. Two ish going on three. How long's rush been gone? Okay. Rush two has years. been gone a little over two years. Yes. Yeah, so- uh, uh, February, two years ago. Right. So a little over two years we were down there. So then we got told that they were giving us a new studio mm-hmm. because I think I actually know the real reason. reason there's um, the Fair and Fair Performance Studio upstairs. Right. Um, and Right above where you're... Right above where the um, old, stu- old studio was when we, you know, went to replace Rush. Up to about, what, a month ago? Up to about a month, month and a half ago. Okay. All right. Um and so we were told, you're moving studios to the original studio that Mark actually wanted. <laughs> Where W-A-P-E. Used to be. Used to be. Correct. And now Huge they have- studio. Yeah. And now they have our old studio downstairs. How'd they feel about that? I don't know. I think they're happy. Yeah. This one's big. It's nice for guests. Uh-huh. And- um, It makes sense for the show. But we, <laughs> it wasn't that smooth of a transition. <laughs> so first we were with Jay. All three of us were in Jay's- um, Boardroom, because he because okay. Control room. So for the purpose of making it clear, when the dust settles and it's settling finally, Jay has a studio uh, or where he does his board op opping and all of the producing that he does. Yeah. And then right next, and that's a smaller room. And then but it's right, about it's a good size room. It's, it's just smaller than our studio. Smaller than your big studio where Mark is, and mm-hmm. you sit in front of Mark. Right. So. When we first moved upstairs to get into this studio, we had to start with all three of us in Jay's studio, but we already knew that we were getting the studio next to us as well, but it wasn't prepared yet because they were still transitioning from the old radio station that was there. Um, It's like trying to um, renovate a house and cook dinner at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. It was super difficult. But you've torn the kitchen out. Right. So the three of us were in Jay's room for like, I want to say a week and then... Or like a week and a half. And then Mark and I had to go from one of the production rooms and um, go live from there for a couple of days while Jay stayed in his studio. And then finally, like after two weeks of being, you know, in Jay's studio and then in in the production room and Jay's still in Jay's studio, then Jay, you know, Jay had the nice time. He got to be in his studio. But uh, then Mark and I finally got to move into what used to be the old WAPE studio. And that's our permanent home for now for hopefully forever because um well with my painting we're not taking the soundboards down and this is a huge room and we'll maybe we'll post some pictures on our page if you want to see kind of what's going on beautiful but um there's lots of cutting in because none of the soundboards are coming down because it really does help the acoustics but that means a lot of cutting in and I started painting um gosh when I was in high school I worked at a resort and first I was the nanny and then I cleaned cabins and helped set up for the season and worked in the little store. But uh, I helped paint the cabins too. 
And that's where I first started painting. And then I married Mario's dad. Okay. And I didn't know how much their family was into renovating houses and all of that. And I was probably painting a rental or a property once a month. That I sounds mean, horrible. I painted them out <laughs> pregnant with Mario on my back in a backpack. And some of them I had to uh, light a wood stove because in Washington state, insurance companies now, they kind of require a primary um, heat source to be independent, like not a wood stove or anything. Oh, really? Yeah. Now Why? it's kind of, I think they think that the house will cool down or you'll... The wood stove might... Um, Wait, Grandma does... Oh, I guess she does have yeah. her heating system. So you kind of have to have like um, cadet heaters or baseboard heaters or something for in, most insurance companies. You didn't know that? No, I mean, I did know that. Sorry. I just had I had a thought just now. Yeah, because Aunt Rose, she always burns wood. She's and burn- Grandma typically does too. And Grandma does too. And they have like the, the Fisher stoves, the airtight Fisher stoves. Grandpa used to say, it'll run you out of there. And it would, and it's a it's a warmer heat. It's so cozy. What yeah. were you going to, what, what, what? I just realized I didn't even sit on the couch when I was at grandma's this past time. Where did you go? Where did you sit? I sat on that little itty bitty love seat. Oh, I love the love seat because that's by grandma's I chair. I did not sit. We'll finish this topic. In, on her leather nice couch, either of the leather couches, no. not even once because I was there for such a short time. No, you were there a short time. But, uh, oh, also she didn't run the stove. I was there and I was really sad, but yeah. Well, you should have told her. But anyway, so, um. I, I guess I went on a bird walk from, from painting. So used to paint out rentals all the time in Washington. And what I was going to complain about briefly was the fact that I get there with baby Mario yeah, and I'd set up the playpen and I get my painting supplies and I'd be starting a wood fire because it'd be 32 degrees and your paint has to dry. Plus you have to be able to paint. Plus I had a baby. Right. And anyway, so I've been painting for a lot of years because I was 19 then, 23 when I had Mario. Yeah. And, um. So I've been painting a long time because I'm 61 now, but um, painting. I painted your guys' last studio here at the Mark Hayes show. You sure did. And now I'm painting this one, and I'm enjoying it. And it's looking. I think it looks really good. I'm excited. I love the colors. I think it makes it look just so much more polished mm-hmm. and professional. Yeah, I think it looks good. professional. So we'll we'll post some pictures. But um, anyway, it's fun. But the crazy thing. So you'd think that if you're in actually physically in the studio when the show's being produced and on air that you'd really hear it well. <laughs> but I'm so sorry. It's we have not, to acknowledge that I just need okay. to say it loud. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry. Um, but here's the thing. In your old studio, I could hear you guys great because I heard Jay and could I heard the hear music. Jay? I used to be able to, but now- I don't now, know how you did that. Today, it was so weird. And yesterday, because I, I can't hear Jay because you guys are all doing things through the microphones- and so I hear you're in Mark's side of the conversation, but not Jay's. And I don't hear any of the fun music that you guys do right. for all the things. So it's it's insane because I'm just hearing part of the show. So I thought, well, today I'll bring my ear pods so I can hear the show. But no, it's on a delay. So I'm hearing Mark super loud in the studio. This is the Mark K show. And then three seconds later, this is a Mark K show. And I'm like, okay, this is not working either. So, so I, did you not continue to listen on your, your head, your headphones? Uh, well, I kept turning it up and down so I could hear d- during the breaks, I could hear Jay or, or if you guys threw it to a piece that you were playing. I felt so bad. I want to talk with you. It's, it's hard though. Cause there's like not a lot of, there, there's a ton of room in the studio and 
Yeah, there's just there's no easy way to do it. Yeah, no, it's fine. But anyway, so if you think it's a benefit to be in the studio it's when they're not. recording, you hear much better. It's kind of like being at a mega sports game. Honestly, I think you see it better and hear it better on TV. I agree. So there you go. Something so, new. What? What happened new for you yesterday? Oh my gosh, I got a car. We didn't even talk about this on the show. We talked about it on the break. Yeah, well, this is huge because this is your first car that you ever bought, like, without mom and dad being involved. Well, okay, no, no, no. Hold on. I've always bought my cars from you. Right, but and we I've always involved. paid you for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but when you say that, people are like, oh, she's never paid for her own car. No, you've paid for all of your cars. Yeah, but I've always just bought the hand-me-downs from mom and dad. Yeah, well, let's talk about, I want to hear you and your perception of how your whole life I made you save for a car yeah. since you were little. I thought that was really brilliant. So I don't I don't know if we've talked about this before. I don't think we have. Um, but growing up, like since I was born, um, if people gave me money. You know, all the money that people give you for, for birthdays, birthdays or Christmas, Christmas or ho- just holidays. Holidays. At minimum, 50% went in my, into my savings account, no matter what. And, and that what savings we, account. It was called? My car. It was my car fund. Mm-hmm. And um, it was for on my 16th birthday, so I could afford to actually buy a car of my own and realize the sacrifice that went in, you know, to having to save for that for my whole life. And also it took, I think it slight took took a slight burden off for you guys as well. well it took a burden off of us, but I had a couple thoughts behind it. It was responsibility. I started that idea with Mario. Uh-huh. And my thought has always been, if you have a vehicle to drive, you can get yourself to work and you can do anything and work for anything and buy anything you want to. And also I thought you'd appreciate it more. Yeah. So Mario, And I think I really did. Mario did the same thing. He saved up and we had a brand new little uh, Ranger pickup. Mm-hmm. And I say brand new. It was like a year old. And somebody hit dad. Yeah, he got T-boned, right? Mm-hmm. And we decided it was inexpensive. We sold it to Mario for $1,500 and it was just some physical damage. No, guys, my brother is also 10 years older than me. So this is in like 2000, mm-hmm. probably around one, 2002, 2001. Maybe, yeah. Anyway, around there. But right? um, I was thinking it was a little earlier, but nobody cares. Oh, okay. But the cool thing was, is my dad's always been able to work on vehicles and he was alive. And so Mario would go down on weekends and they would order the parts. And um, they were aftermarket body parts from, I think, Eagle Automotive. And the parts. Case, yeah, Casey goes to the junkyard. It's yeah. similar stuff. And so they found all the body parts and Grandpa helped him paint it. And it wasn't perfect, but it looked pretty it good. It looks pretty good. And Mario learned how to work on it. And um, that was his first truck. And he appreciated because he earned the money. He fixed it up. Very cool to fix it up with grandpa. Yeah. And um, and then you you came along and you bought our Sportage. The 2009 Kia Sportage. Mm-hmm. Wait, that's so funny. It was like a 99 Ford and a 2009 Kia Sportage. Ten years later. Yep, that makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty yeah. new at the, I mean, yeah, it was new at the time. Grant, dad bought it in 2008 because, you know, that's how it works. It's 2009. Like, yeah. But they buy it in 2000. Anyway. Um, but our... I, I drive my cars until they, they can't drive anymore. Oh, what'd you and, have on your, okay, so your last rig, the one so, that you just traded in last well, night. Well, hold on. Let's talk about the first one first. So on my Kia Sportage, which is the first car that I owned, I bought that for mom and dad um, in high school. Okay. You want to know what my first one was? No, hold on. You're, you're, cause I won't come back to this. Okay. Come, I just won't do forget. that and I'll tell you. 
um, or I just fun. will forget. Okay. Um, okay, so it finally just gave out, and that was at like 173,000 miles. Remember? Yeah. I, well, and there the was computer a little, system went out, it, and it was kind of a, a something they that they called back later. Oh, did they, they? started recalling that, but you'd already traded yours away. I, I didn't know that, dang. Was, but it was on the Kias because we wouldn't have gotten another Kia. No, absolutely not. So then after that, um, I bought dad's 2015 Kia Soul, which are we a Kia family? What is this? We got to buy a We had a lot of Kias and we had really honestly good luck with them. I had a um, Kia Sedona van. Your dad had the Kia, um, I don't know. It was that nice Kia that got stolen. Yeah. Yeah, we had a car get stolen. Yeah, it's crazy. Driveway. Um, and then, but this past car, this Kia Soul that I just sold, mm -hmm. um, or traded in, I should say, it had 191,000 miles on it. And it looked like a college girl car. That was your little college girl car. It really, it did. But I'll tell you what, when I bought it from dad, it only had like, what, like 20,000 miles on it. Like it was nothing. There was, there was barely any miles on it because he wasn't driving a whole lot like he used to. No, he wasn't driving a lot. And your car had bit the dust and you were going to college. And I actually had saved up a good, good, huge chunk of money. You had. And so we offered to sell you the soul. And then. And also to get your car that was not doing as well. A trade -in. As a trade-in. Mm -hmm. Because your dad and I, we need a van and we need a truck. Those are the things we need to own. Right. So then I bought the soul from you guys and I drove it until it just, like it, it would drive. It was driving, but it was eaten through like a lot of oil and Casey was just having to fix it all the time. And he's a mechanic. And he's a mechanic and he he just, he's been so busy with work and everyone else's cars are broken. And what he said was actually really thoughtful yesterday when we bought this new car. Mm -hmm. um, he new goes, three years old. Okay, yes, but new for us. Yeah, no, I just, I want to, we'll explain that. Go ahead. Um, He goes, we need one of us to have a really reliable car that's not going to break all the time. Because mm -hmm. Casey will buy really old cars. He doesn't care, but because he likes to get things new all the time. He buys and sells and buys and sells. He's, he's had like 20 cars. Like, I kid you not. I think he enjoys that. He does. He loves it. I am not that way. I have the same car and I will drive it into the ground. <laughs> I have a relationship with my vehicle. Yeah. Not in a weird way, but yeah, same. I And I will drive it for years until it just won't drive anymore. I'll probably be this Jeep's last owner. I mean, maybe, maybe not because it's a four-wheel drive, so we might be able to sell it after it has just a ton of miles on it, you know? Right. Somebody's backcountry rig. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, but for us, this is our reliable car. And he, he said... Because I said, well, you know what? Like, I can get a two-wheel drive. I don't have to get this. Like, it doesn't have to be. Because, mm -hmm. like, this is our middle-of-the-road nice SUV. Because there's way higher ends, and there's somewhat lower ends, too, of um, SUVs. But we decided to get this 2020 Jeep Compass um, because— It's he, beautiful. It's really it's pretty. So and he pretty. goes, we're going to get you what you want because you drive your cars forever. And— since you only get a car like every six years, we're going to get you something that you actually like. And it'll be safe for you. And safe it'll for the baby. safe for the baby. And um, that's really, he's a sweetheart. Isn't he Casey's sweet? a nice man. He's the best. That's, mm. I think that's the best way to say it. There's not, you can say cool things about people. Casey's genuinely a nice man. He's kind. Mm -hmm. I don't think he likes when you call him nice though. <laughs> Why? I don't know. That That doesn't mean doormat. Yeah, because he's not a doormat. It means he's a nice person. He's a good person. He'll do the right thing, and he doesn't care if he gets credit. Mm -mm. Remember he helped dad with a fence one time, and I had no idea about it until dad told me like a few weeks later. Yeah. 
Yeah. He, he does that for people quite often. All the time. Mm-hmm. He He's humble. He's very humble. He has yeah. integrity. Yeah. Okay. Your new, your new Jeep. Oh my gosh. It's so nice. And only problem, I'm worried about you having a black car. Okay. Yeah. I am worried about that. Also, Oof. mom. What? I definitely think a smoker had it before me. I do too. They they did a good job cleaning the smoke smell out. Do you think they took like the ozone machine to it? Maybe. Um, how you're going to know is we're in Florida, so you usually burn AC. When you burn the heater, because I grew up, my mom <gasps> smoked. Oh. And can I just, I'm going to do a little bird walk. What? I grew up, I was born in 1962. Right. And women in 1962 had poofy hair. The moms did. And my mom's hair had a lot of beautiful poof and they used Aquanet hairspray. I'm sure the listeners, there are a lot of you that can relay. (laughs) And and women even, they smoked in the grocery store and they'd put these little scarfs, these little lightweight, pretty scarfs to tie over their hair. But they'd get in the car and they'd have their Aquanet hairspray just slathered on. Emerald perfume. What's Emerald? Oh, really? I really don't know. Oh, Grandma, I thought it smelled wonderful. Now it about gags me. Because all you can think of it is like emerald and cigarette smoke? Well, yeah, emerald and cigarette smoke. <laughs> and um, Grandma smoked, and we could run up to the store because she we lived in town. She She quit um, right after Dominic passed away, right? Yeah, I had a, um, a really good friend. Um, his mom passed away of lung cancer, and that affected her. Plus, I had a boyfriend that used to sing to her, you're going to die. You're going to die. And I'd be you like, had a boyfriend that sang that to her? Yeah. He, um, Ew, how disrespectful. I, I told him, but he was a neighbor boy. And I'd be like, Donnie, don't say that. You're calling out Donnie on the podcast, Mom? He, he, Donnie will never listen to this. Oh, is he not conservative? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but that's fine. Wait, so back to you. Um, so anyway, Emerald Perfume, Aquanet Hairspray. Hairspray. Oh, don't forget, did you know that... Juicy fruit gum should take it all away. If you just Stop. chew Are juicy you fruit me? gum and she could Not c- even mint to cover it. No, it was juicy fruit. So you'd smell all these smells in the car and then she'd turn on the heat because it'd be freezing. Oh, because it's Washington. And it, it, yeah, and it would just saturate the smells and you just, and it would blow at you. Oh. And she'd open the little, they had wing windows back then because everybody smoked. And you'd just open your wing window and and hold your cigarette by it. It was just supposed to suck the smell out, I guess. That's what they did in The Irishman. Um, oh, it's and I terrible. Was like, There's no way that smoke is not just permeating throughout the entire car. No, and now she feels so bad. Grandma's, I'm so sorry because there's nothing worse. You know, you've heard a woman scorned or an ex-smoker. Grandma could smell cigarette smoke a mile off. So if I were to put grandma in this car, she could tell for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's so funny, the um, the guy that sold it to us and Casey and really anyone but me and you, or mm-hmm. you and I, mm-hmm. could not tell that there was like a smoker in there. Because the guy had even said, he goes, I don't think I had a past smoker. No, it did. And, but, but, but I, I just don't think their nose is as sensitive. But, and you know what? Okay. So talk about- it smells good. Ex-smokers, by the way. Grandma's cigarette. Do you know which cigarette she used to smoke? Marble. Marble. Oh, no, 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 no. That didn't have a fresh, wholesome package. Oh, gosh. Bel Air 
filtered cigarettes. Is that like the Audrey Hepburn cigarettes? No, but Beller had a, had this package. The long, did it have with the long clouds. thing? No, it was a white and light blue package with clouds on it. So that looked fresh and it would have fresh taste or something written on it. And then sometimes, because Phyllis Diller did this, okay, they had these these sticks that they I would know, suck like Audrey on. Hepburn. Yeah, Audrey Hepburn and Phyllis Diller. That was just kind of a fad. Grandma didn't what do it a lot. What was that? Was that because like it was supposed to filter it more or? I think it was supposed to filter it more. I'm about to look at it up. And you know why else? Okay, also, not only my friend's mom passing away and Donnie saying what he said, but also grandma noticed she was getting those, those smoker's wrinkles. Oh, from she doesn't in. have them at all now. No, she doesn't have them at all. Well, think about it. I've been out of school 43 years. So that was like 47 years ago, grandma quit smoking. Wow. That is crazy. Everybody smoked back then. And they would just, some women, I'm supposed to say not grandma, would just put them out on the on the floor in the grocery store. They'd have wooden floors in our little what? grocery store in Tenino. We'd, we'd go to McLean's and it had um, wooden floors. And it also had the produce up front on little wooden racks. Uh-huh. And that's where you would buy the produce. Yeah. By I the know, way, Phyllis Diller was so pretty. I just Phyllis Diller was beautiful, and she was hilarious. Yeah, she's great. But, um, okay. Anyway, sorry, back to you. Yeah, so anyway, I was just kind of wrapping that up, too. Yeah. Oh, by the way. Yes? I was asking um, the guy who sold us our car, I was asking if we were we could possibly fit three car seats? Things, car seats um, in How the car. How many babies are you going to have? Oh, you know, a whole <laughs> gaggle of a them. A whole pack of them? A whole gaggle, yeah. Okay. Um, no, so we, uh, I asked him that and he goes, ah, maybe three, but he goes, for sure, you could have two and a booster seat. And I was like, okay, that's good to know. Well, okay, your sister-in-law, Huli. Mm-hmm. Huli is currently managing three car seats. Yeah, but she has a huge truck. And and she has that big truck with the dualies, so she can manage three in the back seat. Yeah. But Huli's babies are smaller. Yeah, they're so they have to stay petite. in car seats longer. But something tells me you and Casey's babies are going to be bigger. So by by the time you get to baby number three, I'm sure you're going to have one that's in a booster. You think so? Plus, that's a lot of work to have them too close together. I know. No healing for Hannah's body. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> Just get some cute dresses. It's fine. Nobody will know. Just cover up. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Whatever works. Oh, my goodness. Okay, okay. what's on your notes, Mom? Well, I watched your movie that you suggested. Oh my gosh. Okay. And Bombshell. So wait, should we should Well, first, the movie. Yeah. I was just gonna say, should we say the name of the Hannah's movie? Hannah's always telling me movies. I don't know if your daughters or sons tell you movies, but my kids are always telling me movies to watch. And she's like, Mom, you've got to watch Hillbilly Elegy. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, it's gonna be this great movie about these Appalachian families, Kentucky families. Um but it was sad, and your dad was relating to it because he kind of had a tough. Uh, he definitely had yeah. a tough upbringing. So, th- so the premise of the story is there is this young man, um, and he he grew up a, a really hard life. Um, his mom had him when he was really young. Had a sister when she was really young. She didn't really want to be a mother, but she was. And she was valedictorian in her in her class yeah, or salutatorian. Was, it doesn't in the matter. top of her class, <laughs> very okay. top of her class. Yeah. Um, and she was brilliant, um, but she was an addict and she really struggled with being an addict and she really struggled with, you know, going from man to man and guy to guy. And, and her, she was very reactive and she'd go high and right really fast and she'd get physical with 
her son and, and her whomever. daughter. And it didn't yeah. matter. And she would be physical. And I would almost say she might be like a little bit, I don't want to throw around the term like bipolar, but she was either really happy or really mad or really sad. And there's just, there was no just normal. No. And, and you won't believe who the son was. But first, before we tell you who the son was, because it's based on a true life story. Yeah. The son ended up going to, was it Yale? He ended up going to Yale, but on the way, because this was the part that dad could relate to. And he really, he, he could almost not bear to watch it. Yeah. As you kept watching and you kept thinking, oh, oh, don't make that choice. Please don't make that choice. Not because he was being bad, but because he cared so much about his family and trying to bail his family out. And it, he was a good, loyal son and loyal, just, just person of his family. Yeah, but also his, his mama or grandma, what did he yeah, call her? I, I think it was mama. Yeah, she was amazing. She seemed like... She was a little rough around the edges. You know that old woman that seems rough around the edges and like she's not loving until you realize... How loving she really how is. How loving she is. Yeah, yeah like exactly. A, she seemed really gruff at first, but she was incredibly loving. And she was kind of like that mom that he didn't really have. And for a long time, you know, the, the family kind of enabled his mother, his biological yeah. mother... This man, sorry, to, yeah to mis, misbehave and be physical and they kept covering up and mama, let me come live with you. And no, I can't do that to your mother. And finally he was starting to get in trouble and she showed up one day and she's like, get your stuff. You're coming with me. And the mom's yelling, you can't take my son. And she's like, yeah, and get it, your stuff. You're coming. And it was really, it was a, it was a hard movie. It turned out to be great. It turns out. It turns it turned out really great. It turned but, out really fantastic. He, you know, he was he got his law degree from Yale. It was incredible. It was an amazing story. Turns out it's Ohio Senator JD Vance. It's based on his life and he wrote his memoirs. He graduated from law school, I think in 2013. Yeah, and he married his his sweetheart from law school. Yep. U- Usha, I think her name was. Yeah. And, and she was super supportive and fantastic. And she had no idea what his family no, was he, like. No, he tried to hide it because, I mean, I, wouldn't you? Yeah. And she was so good for him. And, and anyway, they, they, wrote, they um, made the movie based on his memoirs. So if you're looking for a movie that ends well, and then you can look up and see who J.D. Vance is. It made be- me respect him even more. Like, oh yeah, I, I know that uh, some people didn't care for him too much. I, I don't, I, I can't even remember why. This was like, what, two years ago now? Um, I don't know. Well, and I'm sure there's some things that you can't like everything about a person, but I'll tell you what, it, it made me respect him so much more knowing where he came from. Oh, absolutely. And, and you don't like, there's, I always feel like we talk about somebody and somebody will message us. Yeah. But did you know this about them? You could probably say that about us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and like, well, I, you I, surely could. <laughs> I thought there, there were a few parts during the story that I just thought, wow, like it made me sick to my stomach because I just know, just knowing how to survive without, he, you know, had to drive up because there was one, there was one point of the movie where he is at like this dinner with all these important law firms. And his continuing his education depended on him getting this paid internship. Correct. It depended. He was out of money. His credit cards were almost maxed out and he had a lot of credit cards. A lot. And he, he, um said that his um, family was from Appalachia and he was like hillbilly royalty. Yeah, and then they kind of made fun of him. He was sitting at this dinner table and, it, and they and were poking people. fun. And they were, yeah, they were poking fun at his people, at his family. And like... He blew up, kind of blew up 
at them. But kind of understandably too, because- In a classy way. He, they were really rude and kind of just making fun of his family and where he came from. And obviously that would hurt. Um, but during the middle of that, that same dinner, he gets a phone call and he has to step away. And it's his mom finding out that she's, you know, back in the hospital because she overdosed and on heroin on heroin. Yeah. It was horrible. And so he has to make, what was it? A 10 hour drive. Yeah. He couldn't afford to fly, but he was raised by his grandma that no matter what family, family family sticks together, family first. And it's a little bit of a spoiler alert, but you have to take the ride with him to no, really absolutely. get it. absolutely. So he goes all the way up to this hospital. He he gets there. He talks to the doctor and like, he, it turns out it's a hospital that his mom was a nurse at for a long time. She ended up getting fired because she was um, taking medicine that wasn't hers. <laughs> um, but she worked in that hospital for a really long time and it was, you know, the patients loved her. Like she was, she was good. She was a good nurse. Um, but... Um, so he finds this rehab. He like searches and searches and searches because he had to get back the next day because he gets a call from this law firm. He thought he blew it. He yeah. thought he blew it with with getting this internship because he kind of set him straight about my mom was da 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 and she sacrificed everything for me. Yeah, and they're and, like, well, where's your mom now? Yeah. And um, so anyway, this all happens and he he can't get, uh, he he's looking and looking and looking. He finally finds her a rehab and it's like, what was it like three thousand dollars or five thousand? It was something crazy. It was very expensive, and he was already pretty much out of money. So maxed out, like he had went to the gas station, and one car- credit card didn't work, so he had to use another. So then he spread out to keep his mom in, like to to get his mom into this rehab. He spread out like on credit cards, on his own credit cards. He paid for it, and like I just I don't know. I thought it was really respectable, and he doesn't expect. And any- then his mom ended up not ref- she, refused she refused to go. Yeah, so he took her to some cheap hotel that she liked better because she refused to go to the rehab. But here's the the cool thing. As he's going through all this, he told his girlfriend to stay away. I'm going to handle it. And finally, he kind of told her, my mom's a heroin addict and I'm here because da, da, da. And he kind of pushed his girlfriend away and she yeah. flew in. She flew in to help him. And then he gets a call that that interview he thought he'd missed and he, because he stuck up for his family, they called and they said, we want you for a final interview. And it and was they like- said, but you have to get here by- The next morning at 10 a.m. Yeah. And so the girlfriend drove with him, kept him awake, kept him talking. Everybody worked together. And, and let me finish up with why they called it Hillbilly Elegy. Because he wraps it up and he's like, this isn't my success it took all of us, all the sacrifice, if his grandma hadn't have sacrificed, all the different people. So we're, so I'm the culmination of my people. Yeah. And, and it's incredible. You know how old he is, mom? How old? He's 38. Are you really serious? I'm 100% serious. He was born on August 2nd, 1984. Phenomenal. I'm, I'm going to study more about J.D. Vance now, just having watched yeah, you, this I movie. mean, mom, you could be his mom. I could. Yeah. I could be Jay's mom. That's, that was that's crazy because <laughs> Dominic would have been 40 this year. So yeah, mom, I just, sorry, guys, I know that we got a little bit sappy, but that was just such a cool discovery. Cause but you know what? Yes, it was cool. And this is what I thought. There are a lot of moms and grandparents and dads out there that are doing their jobs and they think I, I didn't do anything. I didn't become anything. When you pour in, because how many people, like when you're kind of over your parents or, or whatever, even I think I was a pretty, pretty okay mom. You're fantastic. But I had girlfriends that you were over my 
parenting that stepped in and I'm just going to go see Miss Tiffany or, you know, different Miss Nana. And they were beautiful women that I could trust how they poured into you or the grandma that's across the street. But you might think, oh, what I do doesn't matter. But pouring into other people, it does matter. It really matters. And, and, and you, you, hillbilly elegy for him, you know, it was, he's the culmination of all the people that poured into him. In his case, his family. Yeah. It was just, it was so good. Yeah. I thought he was uh, too. That made me want to cry. It was just <laughs> such a good movie. Anyway, that's our, our movie review for the week. Now, another thing. Yes. I told you all I would start carnivore. Oh my gosh. Last Thursday. <laughs> so I did. And um, I'm doing great. Yeah. I, and you feel, you, mom, you know what I noticed too? What? Your inflammation is down. Oh, my face was getting puffy, wasn't well, it? Well, my face is puffy because I have to eat carbs now. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. <laughs> no, your face looks beautiful. Don't worry about it. Thanks. But I'll just tell you, I, for those of you who didn't hear our last podcast, I'm eating carnivore like Hannah did when she lost 75 pounds and now she's pregnant and it makes her throw ketones and she can't do that because that's bad for brain development. So she's eating kind of keto plus a little bit of carbs. Yeah. I just, uh, I just can't eat super low carb. Yep. I can't have any ketones in there. Yeah, but I can. And so I am. And, uh. I weighed in and, and carnivore for those, I mean, it's what it sounds like, only meat. And? And. Cheese. And, and animal dairy, products, dairy, animal, right. full yeah. animal products, not, not anything refined or processed or fixed. Yeah. Um, I weighed in last week at 149. Oh my gosh, stop telling people. Point two. No, I'm not shy because everybody <laughs> needs somebody that's real okay. and I'm not afraid to be real. It's okay. Okay. Um, I weighed in at 149.2 last week. And that was last Thursday morning. Today's Wednesday morning. And I weighed in at 146.4. How awesome. So I lost 2.8 pounds in six days. That's awesome. And yeah, my metabolism's working. My energy level's good. Um, as you said, my inflammation apparently is down so good. Yeah, it looks good. How's that little spot on your back? It's good. Yeah, it's gone? Yeah, it's really good. I was going to tell you the hiccups that I found with eating carnivore. What? So I learned a few things this week. Okay, tell me. Reading labels is so important because... Yeah. I was enjoying like, I, w I didn't have time to cook just fresh meat. And I thought, well, I'll just get some wieners. You've got to read the labels. So even though I said I was carnivore, which is She's basically doing a little no bit carbs, dirty carnivore. But, but I'm not trying to, but wieners have carbs in them. Yeah, but barely. And also I was drinking this drink that was zero calories or like five calories. Are you B talking about the Lotus? No, the BAI. Oh yeah, you can't. Those have... It's filled with carbs. Well, no, it wasn't that bad. Um, it was 12 carbs. That but I'm supposed to have no carbs. So because it works best, if you combine a, a, a way of eating for a specific purpose, if you combine it, you're actually not eating that way. So I had a 2.8 pound weight loss in six days with some hiccups. So I think you're doing really good. That's my report. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Are you enjoying it? Um... Because of your father, I am. Your dad's really oh, helpful. yeah, tell really about helpful. the eggs that he made today. Well, I was working and I was at the studio till fairly late last night. Oh, yeah. We'll have to tell that story too. And um, anyway, I was there till about 11 because I, I, what I do is I cut in, but um, it takes me a while. So I get a text from your dad and he's like, I have sausage and eggs ready for you. Was it this morning? And I'm like, no, it was last night. 
and he texts me about six and I'm like, it's going to be a while. He's like, I figured it's in the <laughs> fridge for you. So, so it was, sweet. yeah, it was a really nice treat when I got home. Also, Aunt Rosie went home this week. I know. I'm very sad. I know. Mom, we ta- you talked about Aunt Rose last yeah. week. Yeah. We call ourselves Thelma and Louise, though, because she came across country with me oh and slept in the van. We told that story last week, but we did so many cool things while she was. She's a, she lo- she's a sun lover. I've never met anybody who the sun. She got so dark. She did. And like our back patio, we don't have a pool. We have pavers in the back, but... She would be sitting out there when I woke up at 7.30 in the morning. I think, where's Rose? And she'd be out sitting in her chair, laying back, and it would be so hot. So I went and I got this Did you give her the kiddie pool? (laughs) And she'd put her feet in the kiddie pool, and then we'd go to the beach, or we went to the water park. Um, she, She learned to love to collect shark's teeth. Yeah, she was good at it, too. She was really good at it. Um... Those of you who don't know Florida, if you live near the beach... Everybody collects shark's teeth. Uh, not your girl Hannah, though, because I can't ever find them. No, but Mari and Hooley, they have a big jar of them. And Aunt Rose got good at it. And so um, she did a lot of that. It was pretty fun. And then I took her to... Where? Here we are. Aunt Rose is older than I am, like four or five years. <laughs> we went tubing at Jenny Springs. I didn't realize you guys went tubing. Yeah. Um, Jenny Springs are these beautiful, beautiful natural springs. In, and it has the pretty trees hanging over them. And when you look at them, the water is just clear, clear, clear. Now, the springs are very cold, very, very, very cold. But what you do is you, you get in your tube in the springs and you go out to the Did river. Did you get in the, at the springs? Yeah, we got in at the springs. You can get in at the river, but it's harder. Yeah, that's where I've always gotten in. It's way harder. Yeah, but it's warmer. Yeah. And we were both freezing, and I'm like, don't worry. As soon as you get in the river, it'll be warm. And sure enough, it was like instantaneous. Isn't that crazy? As soon as you enter, the river's darker brown color. Oh, it's disgusting. You can't see at all. Yeah, and you can see fish jumping. It's like, mm, I hope there's no alligators there or anything are, in but here. It's fine. Are there? I mean, it's a river. I suppose. But it They're was probably in the little like alcove areas, though. It's this cool river that everybody goes to. Yeah. Well, the whole springs in the park, it's kind of... All right. I'm going to flash back to Hannah's college days. What? <laughs> I won't tell too much, but if you live in Florida and your daughter tells you she's going camping with friends at like Jenny Springs, and you think, oh, isn't that nice? My daughter's going somewhere wholesome and fun. <laughs> Go there. Go there. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Why? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> it's this place where everybody has jacked up trucks that are partially speaker system. And you can hear the booming and the 50 girls in the back of the trucks in bikinis. I hate going there Woo! now. <laughs> That's how you know I've grown up. I think it's miserable. Oh, no. Oh, no. I, I told Aunt Rose. It was like we left there at like five and it was just starting to get busy because this is the beginning of the summer season. Uh-huh. And it was starting to get busy. And I said, oh, this is nothing. By tonight at midnight, you will be so glad you're not here. Yeah. Unless you're in college, in which case, here's what normally happens. Either a group of kids that are friends at college go or a bunch of girls go and a bunch of boys go. And by midnight, hi, what school do you go to? Oh, we go to this school. Were you watching this happen? (laughs) I, usually, I just went with friends. Uh, yeah. 
Well, and your, your particular group of friends, everybody wore patriotic clothes. We did. It was a fun time. It was a fun time. Cause I remember the pictures and, um, Robert or yeah. Alan Wood just got married, um, to Emily this weekend. And he always had super patriotic clothes on. Yeah. And, um, at his wedding this past weekend, his outfit, I don't know where he got his suit jacket. I don't know, but how cool was that, right? Yeah. The whole inside of his suit jacket was lined with American flags. Yeah. And he had American flag socks on and, um, you know, he stayed true to that. Goodness. You guys were in college. The first I saw of Robert was what? 2013. Uh-huh. So 10 well, years. I, and I knew Robert from high school too. Oh, you guys threw shot put. Yeah. Cause he, he went to, um, the other high school near us mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, we knew each other since high school. And I didn't realize that till you were telling dad the other night. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a lot of, it seems like field event, especially shot put and discus kids. Tight knit kids. Tight knit kids stay friends for life. Yeah. It, it's a hundred percent true. So, um, yeah, Jenny Springs is. Yeah, it was crazy. But anyway, else. um, Aunt Rose w- floated down the river with me. Yeah. A lot of fun. We walked through and I kind of told her how that all goes. And then we left and I love to stop at farm stands. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Wait, please tell about this. I'm so excited. In Florida, farm stands alongside the road are a big deal. People just, they have their trucks, maybe a little awning that they put out and they sell things alongside the road. And so right at the end of the road, when you're leaving Jenny Springs, it's Ginny or Jenny? Ginny. Ginny. G-I-N-N-I-E, I yeah. believe. Look it up on the internet, by the way, Jenny Springs. It's beautiful. But anyway. I'm see if I spelled that right. <laughs> anyway, when, you, when yeah. you leave the Springs, there was an older woman and two old men. And they were there and they had a big old smoker going. And oh my gosh, the smell. I can't even tell you. And it was a beautiful day. And they had a big truck with watermelon and a flatbed with watermelon. And they had um, tomatoes. Was it just watermelon that they were? Oh, tomatoes Watermelon too? and tomatoes. And then they were selling sliders at the time. They had this pulled <gasps> pork. Yum. But it had um, sauce in it. So I didn't get any because I'm eating carnivore. And they had some chicken that was going to be ready in 45 minutes with no sauce. But I, I couldn't wait. No, I get it. And um, the sweetest thing was is this older man... Um, He'd had something. I think he might have chewed because he had was had a surgery. Gone? Part of his jaw was gone and he yeah. had the most beautiful smile and his eyes just glistened. And he pointed at this big field and Ginny Springs and he said, my family used to own all of that. And we used to grow watermelons out there. Aww. And we bought a watermelon and a whole bunch of tomatoes and stuff from them. But honestly... Meeting them, they were so sweet. I'd probably drive back just to do business with Would them. Would you really? Yeah. They were oh, just they had not not boiled peanuts. They had bold peanuts. That's how you say it. Bold, bold peanuts, and they had Cajun flavor. And what other flavor? Cajun flavor is the best. Mm. They're just regular and Cajun. I pro- again, I probably had I not been doing carnivore, would have gotten some. Aunt Rose was not interested. She's like, I don't like soggy peanuts. She doesn't like them. Well. I think she tasted some cold ones that you maybe get at a gas station. Oh, see, because Mimi and Papa make them and we'll even eat them cold. Yeah, but maybe she had some that were bad because I like bold peanuts. Oh my goodness, (laughs) you're ridiculous. Yeah, Mimi makes them all the time. Yeah, but then I took her and I don't think she's typically somebody who's passionate about um, history like I am. Yeah. But I took her out to the Frampton Plant, not the Frampton Plantation, but 
Kingsley. Kingsley Plantation. And I, you know, because that history is close to my heart. I have a, a real empathy for, you know, the people that, it, it's a plantation that had enslaved people. Yeah. And um, they were on the waterway. So that was how, you know, they bought and sold things. It was kind of a main waterway. And uh, the history out at, at Kingsley Plantation was interesting. And what else really came... I have been there in forever. Oh, well, Casey said that they have, because I asked Casey where they have fireflies around here that you can really see. And he said, go out to Kingsley Plantation area. Yeah. And you'll see fireflies. They have them a lot in Callahan too. Yeah, I, I love them. And Did I t- you see any? No, we, we left too early. Um, it closes at five and they close the gates, but there's, you know, there's lots of land there that right. you could go and see them. Um, and, and we took a tour and got an idea of how things used to go there. And then we saw the houses where slaves had lived. Oh gosh, and yeah. they're made out of tabby, which... Remind me what tabby is. Is it kind of like coquina? Well, for those of you who don't know kind of some of the history of the, the old buildings around Florida, yeah, co- coquina is this... So it's made out of shells and kind of mud-ish, Well, right? no, that's tabby. Wait, what? Coquina, you actually um, harvest it off the floor of the ocean. Yeah, but and, it's made with shells, correct? Yeah, it's shell and mud, but it's actually on the floor of the ocean, the original coquina. And they, they bring it up in big slabs and they uh-huh. let it dry for a year before they use it for building. Yeah. And the thing is, is um, what's the fort? in St. Augustine. The St. Augustine Fort. That's all I call the it. The St. Augustine Fort. It was the Matanzas at one time. It's yeah. been a couple names. It's where Geronimo's family was um, imprisoned, supposedly for their safety. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Um, anyway. Can you silence that? We 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 went. <laughs> Wait, I sounded so mean and you just completely ignored Sorry, me. Sorry, we had a phone call coming and it was very distracting. Yes. But um, anyway, so Coquina is what most older buildings were built out of and the forts and things. But um, when a cannonball would hit it or something, when they were under attack, it just compressed it all the more. Yeah. So and it, it would didn't make break it stronger. Up. It made it stronger. Isn't so that crazy? It was invincible. So if you ever come to Florida, go to St. Augustine, you have to tour the fort. It's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. So now, fast forward, Tabby, what Tabby. the slaves' homes were made out of. Yep, because um, what happened is the settlers started to get taxed on Coquina and they didn't want to pay the taxes. Tax the British? I want to say the British, but honestly, I'm not sure because- Or the Spanish, because the, Spanish, the Spanish, owned Sp- Spanish owned this, but yeah. there were so many transitions that I don't have my history down. Well, because that's what I was going to say. I was like, well, this was, I mean, we bought this from the Spanish. There, there was a lot of transitions, so I don't, I don't know who was taxing it, but anyway, they didn't want to pay the taxes. They couldn't pay the taxes. Um, whatever the case was, but they came up with tabby, which was made out of um, basically shells and mud. And it was so the same thing, but different. The composition is slightly the different. The idea was the same, but it wasn't like when you're compressed by the ocean for years and years and it's the particles are smaller, coquina is much stronger where tabby's um, a little more man-made brittle. and it's much more, much more brittle, less durable. Um, but all of these slave cabins were made out of tabby along with if you've for example ever been to um oh the water in St. Augustine um Fountain of Youth oh okay all the all the walls around there are made out of tabby as well right and um anyway that except water except for the well I think the well is actually made out of coquina it, it might be but um but yeah the walls 
other than that, though. And it, but it's cool to look at and see, and it's a great example. But anyway, it, um, I see since I first gone to Kingsley Plantation that it's kind of started to deteriorate. So they, they painted it with some kind of a white durable paint since then. And that's not how it originally was. Yeah. Um, but, but to sell to save it. Um, but anyway, Aunt Rose's legs, we were only there half an hour. We took the quickest tour uh, and I kind of explained things to her. Her legs were so bit up. I mean, oh gosh, I put lavender, I gave her lavender oil because that takes the itch out. But, um, and our thought was those poor people that had to work in the fields and, and out there that lived there must have just been bitten to pieces. Oh, absolutely. Can you imagine too, like there's no modern anything. Mm-mm. No, it, it it was beautiful, but we didn't live there in that situation. Yeah. And like now where there's AC in some of those buildings, there were never AC before. No, but it kind of brought me to this thought because I toured, remember you and I went to St. Simon's Island a couple of years ago? Yeah, I thought that was so much fun. And during the the Civil War, yeah, they had, they had some um, demonstrations of how people did things. Mm-hmm. St. Simon's Island is... It's in Georgia. It's in Georgia. It's like so, an hour north of where I live, so about two hours north of here. Yeah. And um, they have demonstrations quite often in the summer. But one of the things they had when we were there, speaking of bugs and kind of tying my my little bird walk together, is um, they had some of the, the tents that people lived in, sometimes for several years. Yeah. And they showed how they used to build the fire very close to the tents and the tents would be off the ground. Because the smoke would deter the bugs, right? Yep. The smoke would go through the tent and, and help wouldn't keep... they... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was being rude and interrupting you. No. Wouldn't they use the smoke sometimes though? Like they would specifically channel it for just a set, like a little bit to get to clear the area of the bugs. Yeah. Wouldn't make the snakes go away, but... Oh gosh, don't get me started with the snakes. I'm not big on snakes. Like, uh, I could not do it. Mm-hmm. That's my, like, so I can do spiders all day long. Mm-hmm. I can do bugs no matter what, but snakes are a different story. By yeah. the way, mom, we're at 54 minutes, just oh so you know. Oh my goodness. Well, one other thing I did this weekend, I want to tell you because it was really great. Oh, tell um, me. Although it's a little salesy and I don't like the salesy part of it. I, I took Aunt Rose to Life Surge. I'd bought tickets months ago. You know what's Life Surge? Life Surge is, well, it's in, it's a lot of enthusiasm enthusiasm for Christ. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. And I loved it. I They had um, Willie Roberts in there. From they, Duck Dynasty? From Duck Dynasty. He was fantastic. They had Anne um, Byler there, who's Auntie Anne. They had... Um, the pretzel lady? The pretzel lady. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. They had Nick... Uh, I can't say his name. Vujicic? Vujicic? And... Um, Anyway, really it inspiring. Was Tim Tebow there? And Tim Tebow was there, but Aunt Rose wanted to leave because she didn't want to get caught in the traffic. No. Yeah. So you didn't get to see Tim Tebow? No, I didn't get to see Tim Tebow, but that's okay. I follow him and I listen to his stuff. So <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to live. But like Nick, for those of you who haven't ever seen um, or heard him, he, I want to say, I'm going to try to say his name or I'll spell it V-U-J-I-C-I-C. He was born in South Africa, I believe. Okay. Um, but he was born in 1982, and he was born with no arms and no legs. And wow. It, and he talked about his amazing mother and father and how they raised him and loved him 
And he said it took his mom three months to get over the depression of having a child born with this series of disabilities. But as life went on, his parents were amazing. And his dad, yeah. finally he wanted something when he was about eight years old, 10 years old. And his dad said, if you want something, you're going to have to work for it. Right. And he's like, I got no arms and no legs. How am I going to do it? He figured out a way to take the vacuum cleaner and vacuum. Did he really? And Without he, arms or legs? Yeah, because he's like, how am I going to work, dad? He's like, figure it out. And his dad wasn't hateful. His dad was not an enabler. His dad helped him reach for the stars. He's like, there's nothing you can't do. He's like, there's nothing wrong with your brain. And he figured out a way to vacuum. And he said, if I vacuum regularly, will you pay me $2 a week? There was something he wanted for $16. Wow. Okay. And after eight weeks, he paid with his own money. Anyway, he started to figure out real estate and the stock market. And by the time he was, I think, 19 years old, he took $28,000 of his own money and he went on a mission trip to help build orphanages. Wow. And um, he's very well-to-do now. His dad said, son, he's like, you're going to need help your whole life and you're going to have to figure out how to pay for it. So you better figure out how to earn an income that can support what your needs are going to be. He goes to Cancun four times a year. and Four it, times a year? Yeah. And he doesn't have a boss. He says that he worked for somebody for a couple of weeks one time. He's like, I hated the nine to five. And <laughs> he figured out how to do things. And he did for other people. And he was generous and positive. And he's like, you're not doing your children any favors if you just hand it to them. Right. And um, anyway, he was incredible. Auntie Anne, um, her story was a little bit different. She um, she had an eighth grade Amish, Amish education and she married her high school sweetheart. And um, anyway, her story's pretty rough because- Wait, so she went to high school after? Did I, I said high school sweetheart, but she referred to him as teenage crush. Excuse me, because she- Because she didn't- And her husband only had eighth grade education. Yeah, okay, that's why I was confused. Yeah, because the Amish don't really believe in going past eighth grade. Yeah. And she talked about, you know, how she, how she started Annie Ann's. But the thing was, what really changed her life is her sister ran over her daughter when she was um, not very old. I want to say 18 months old. On purpose? No, it was an accident. Wow. And it was devastating. But um, so she talked about that and her testimony, and she's got quite a testimony. Really? And um, yeah, she got through it. She was positive. And she reminded us that people are your greatest asset and recognizing your gifts. Like, what are your gifts? God gives all of us gifts. Mm -hmm. What are your gifts? And she's like, my gifts are the gift of encouragement and persuasion. And she was a great cook and she learned to cook very, very young. Her mom, being Amish, used to take baked goods to the market yeah. the farmer's market. And she started at 12 or 13. One day after school, she made 64 pies and cakes. And the next day her father took her to a farmer's market and she sold them all. Wow. And that's kind of where her, her pretzel business kind of got going. Um, and I'll tell you the last one, cause I know we're running out of time. Okay. But Willie Robertson. 
I love Willie Robertson. Okay. He was my highlight. <laughs> I, I love, bet he was. I love Willie Robertson. And he t- he talked about growing up and always fundraising and, and figuring out how to make money. And, you know, he started out, he talks about how the school store was kind of short on stuff. And and somebody came along to their their duck call business. Right. And happened to give them some bubble gum. And he says, now he might've meant it to be for me and my brothers, but uh, I thought he handed it to me. (laughs) So he went to school and he sold the bubble gum. And by the end of the day, he'd sold all this hubba bubba. He'd sold it all and made this money. And then he gets home and he took his money. He's like, mom, you got to take me to the store because he noticed what the school store was short on. Right. And he bought all the good candy that the school store was short on. Anyway, took that to school. He had shelves in his lockers. Stop. This was about this is amazing. Fifth grade, I want to say. So shelves in his locker. Kids would come <laughs> to him. He'd sell it. He's like, I had this coat that he'd opened up his coat. What do you want? And uh, he was making quite a good profit. Did he get shut down? One day, ah. the, the principal calls him to the office. Willie Robertson to the office, please. And he's like, I was a good kid. I couldn't figure out what I might have needed to come to the office for. And so I get in there and the principal's like, Willie, the school store's been short on sales and we heard it might be might be you. Are, are you selling candy? <laughs> yes, sir. And he's like thinking they're going to ask me to help them with their business. Yeah. But uh, nope. I'm sorry, but you can't compete with the school store. And so he's like, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to shut you down. So Willie, he's all bummed out. And here he was making profit. Yeah, he's making profit. But uh, he said, I had a two-hour ride to school and a two-hour ride home. And he's like, I'm thinking, what can I do now? And he's like, it wasn't as profitable, but I knew all my brother's songs that he had on. I don't know if it was cassette tape or what, but he learned to be the human jukebox. What? And... Kids would put like a quarter under his armpit or something. (laughs) (laughs) This is such a fifth grade boy thing to do. And his nickname was Little Tycoon. But anyway, uh, that is hilarious. (laughs) He he would sing. He would sing songs if you know. He would take requests. Yeah. And uh, it was funny because one of the songs he sang. He was the masked singer. Um, Stop. On, the original mass singer. Yeah, he was Mallard the the, the duck back on um, the mass singer okay. because, you know, duck calls. Yeah. And uh, he says, so see, he says nothing goes to waste. He's like all these years later, he said Jukebox Hero was his biggest, best hit that kids would have him play. They'd put a quarter under his armpit and he'd play. That is hilarious. And so he said, here I am years later. Uh, he he goes and negotiates that he with his dad and he said a negotiation with his dad was hey dad I'd like to be the CEO of the business his dad in their living room hmm yeah you did take out the concession store in a school didn't you yes sir I did well I guess you can be the CEO then and that's how that came to be and then he negotiated for uh, Duck Dynasty and um, I got a hoot out of that because. He really did make make it work. And they have a show coming out in September called The Blind. It's quite a testimony. And he really talks about... Like, like a deer blind? Well, it's it's a play on words, The Blind, because when you sh- when you hunt for ducks, you, you make a blind. Right. But a blind hides, hides you. 
and, and you hide behind the blind so you can do what you need to do. But the thing is, there's a pivotal point. His mom and dad, his dad was a bad alcoholic. Mm. And, and the stories about his mom and dad and a pivotal point when a pastor, somebody begged the pastor to go to his dad. And the pastor didn't really want to because he was his dad was fiery. The dad that's still on Duck Dynasty. Yeah. And the pastor went, didn't think he did a lot of good, but the message, you know, sometimes you don't come to God until you're really hit bottom. Yeah. And anyway, so I'm excited to see the blind when it comes out. Last thing about this, hilarious. When they were gonna start the reality store show, He's like, Dad, Dad is Phil. Phil, yeah, you got to get Uncle Cy. Uncle Cy sleeps on the couch like three hours a day. I love Uncle Cy. And people are like, is that really how Uncle Cy is? And he's like, you can't fake that for that many shows. Do you think that we would create Uncle Cy? Anyway, that was how Uncle Cy was. And um, oh my goodness. I, I loved all the people I saw and I was super inspired, but I'm excited to see The Blind when it comes out in September. I think that'll be fantastic. Yeah. Um, by the way, we've now been speaking for um, an hour and like four minutes. We better end. We better. Well, it's thank been you for lovely. joining us. We And we really do pray for you guys. So we hope you're inspired. We appreciate if you grab a cup of coffee or take us along for a drive. And we love you. We pray for you. And God bless you. Yes. And <laughs> save somebody a spot. I include, include people you wouldn't think of in your world and in your life. Because each other, the best part of the world. Absolutely. Okay. We love you guys. Love you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.